Lacrosse fans to the 10th episode of the Utah Lacrosse Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Haslam, current sports information director for the Utah men's lacrosse team. The team completed its final road trip of the season last weekend with a 12-11 overtime thriller against Colorado State and a 14-9 win over Colorado on Saturday. With the wins, the Utes sit at 12-0 with the season finale this Thursday against BYU. That game will begin at 7 p.m., come early and wear red. We are welcoming head coach Brian Holman back to the show for this week's episode. We'll obviously talk about the current team and much, much more, including a few other special guests. Mm. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the show, Coach. How are you? Great, Tim. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, We also have some, some guys here in the studio with us, the Lacrosse Network is here. Yeah. They'll be here all week uh, filming a documentary about lacrosse in Utah. Uh, certainly excited to have them. Welcome, guys. I don't know if you want to say anything. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That'll be enough. the last time, probably. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, quick, quickly, I wanted to, to recap the Colorado trip. You know, it was, uh, it was an important trip um, to the team, obviously going to Colorado to play Colorado State in Colorado who are, are powerhouses in the RMLC, but yeah. also just in the MCL as a whole. Yeah. After, you know, having some time to break it down and think about it, what were some of your uh, impressions from that weekend? Yeah, I, I thought uh, we had a good we had a good staff meeting this morning. We talked a lot about that. And, and you know, I, I, think, I think we got out of it, Tim, exactly what we were hoping sure. to get out of it. You know, we were fortunate mm-hmm. enough to win both games. Obviously, Thursday night was right at the end. Uh, I thought we played more of a complete game, like I told you on on Saturday. I thought it was more Utah-like. You know, it wasn't pretty, it wasn't perfect, but you know, you're always striving for that. But we were more consistent on on both sides of the ball. But you know, and and we learned, you know, all those lessons you want to learn in tough environment. Two two great programs. Uh, before we left on that trip, you know, I rattled off all the, the the RMLC and all the national championships that that those two programs have won yeah. over the last 15 years or so, and they're right in the thick of it. Right. So I think I think you know that 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 enlightened our guys and some of the history of, of of the world that we're in right now. And and uh, so mission accomplished. You know, learning, growing, uh, and and really gives us a lot to work on as a staff on things that we need to get better at. And that's just the, the consistent process that we use so and 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 besides that honestly I, I you know as you know because you go on these trips I, I just we love going away I mean uh, we have a lot of fun we eat well um, and and we just enjoy that time away from school it gives the kids time to really spend more time with each other um, and it gives us as a staff more time but we can spend interacting with the kids outside of lacrosse um, and, and I think I think so. So those things are really special to us, and, and you know we have fun doing it. So yeah, it's good. What uh, in, I mean in that light, what was your favorite moment from last weekend off the field? Something that happened off the field. Um, I, I think it was I think it was just going out. I mean there's there's a couple of them. Uh, the the dinner at at, at uh, Boop, yeah yeah that, that, I I, lo- I I just love that <laughs> singing happy birthday to coach Manny. You know, I just it, the, the guys had such a joy doing it, um, you know, and and then just us stretching and 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 having a a mini practice in that parking lot, you know, and looking at the guys, you know, here here the winds howling, it's freezing. We just played a really tough game. We took a bus ride to get to where we're going to, and we take them out in the middle of a parking lot, 
and and they were as intent as they possibly could be, you know, and at, at two thirty in a Friday afternoon. So as a coach, that just made me really proud um, to, to see that. But yeah, there 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 are a lot of good moments. <laughs> that was definitely fun. Uh, look, looking ahead to to this week, uh, obviously BYU on Thursday. Uh, what what has been the message to the team? Um, before we get there, sure. I'm going to ask you what your favorite moment was from the road trip. <laughs> I like it. All right? Yeah. I lo- you know, you're so observant. Uh, you tell me what your favorite sure. moment was. Uh, I think uh, it's a moment you and I uh, – there were two moments uh, that, that you and I hadn't uh, kind of noticed one thing, and one we were watching Incredibles, the Incredibles mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone was dialed in. Uh, there was, wasn't a person not watching that. It was amazing. And I mentioned that to my wife, and she said, Tim, you have to realize that that was the movie that these guys grew up with. Yeah. Like, that was their – show as a kid yeah and so that that's something that i found interesting and yeah. then i uh, really enjoyed our conversation on the way home yeah uh, as the sun was setting in the middle of wyoming you and i were just talking about the trip and about yeah. kind of the future same, and, same. which I, I really enjoyed so thank you uh back to byu though what, yeah. what has been your uh, your message to the team you know i i think it starts with byu you know they're, they're what 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 we told the guys um after saturday's game is is you know we have such respect, um, and, and we're grateful for them. I mean, they 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 have been the don, they're they're lacrosse in Utah. Yeah. End of period. Just can put an exclamation point on it. And you know, so our approach to them is one with with great humility and gratitude and great respect. Um, nothing's going to change for us as a program. You know, we're we're trying to build a program culture, not a game culture. Sure. And, you know, Coach Gittleman's talked to our guys early in the year uh, about a philosophy that UVA used to use, uh, very similar to a philosophy that I grew up on at, at Johns Hopkins University. And, you know, just we, we just can't – there are no big games. You know, every game is important. Every team deserves your respect. Every t- team deserves your best effort. And if we change now because it's BYU – then we're going off track. And uh, the last thing we want our guys to do is go off track. So it's just one of appreciation. Um, I'm looking at the game personally more of a celebration. Uh, uh, we have Hopefully we're up at uh, the stature to play against them. We don't know yet, right? We played them twice last year, and, and I thought we fought hard, but we weren't the same caliber team yeah. as those guys are. So we haven't played them this year, and we don't know if we're the same caliber team that they are. So I'm looking at more as a celebration of the state for lacrosse, I hope we get a great crowd out, whether you're a blue guy or a red guy. And really, for us, it's about the greater good and really elevating lacrosse in, in this whole state and looking at the bigger picture. And, and we'll do our best. Yeah, I mean, along those lines, what, what do you think this game means to the community? Uh, you know, I, I think it means a lot. I, you know, they're, they're, you know, let's face it, I'm not going to be ignorant and say there's, there's not. Uh, and the other thing I talk to our guys about, too, is that it isn't a rivalry because we've never beaten them, I don't think. I, you know, you would know better than I. But so rivalries are when teams beat each other. Right. We don't, we don't, we're not rivalry right now. So, so I'm not going to use rivalry. I just think it's a BYU Utah. And I think anytime those two teams set foot on a field or, or, or a court mm-hmm. or wherever, uh, there's a, a natural tendency to, to, to root for one side or the other. Sure. So I think in that aspect, it's awesome. You know, br- you know, bring your passion for whatever side you're rooting for. But ultimately, it's for the greater good. It's for the sport of lacrosse. That's the message I want to send to the community is it's not as it's BYU against Utah. It is those two teams playing each other. But we're all in this thing together, as, as you know, building this thing up sort of from grassroots. I think it would be a great way to look at 
all of us coming together and celebrating the, the sport itself. So that's how I see it. I like that, you know, yeah. and, I, and I think you're right. Uh, it is hard to call it a rivalry when <laughs> when it's one-sided pretty much. You don't have, it's not hard. <laughs> <Right>. It ain't. <laughs> uh, any, anything else you want to say about the, the current team or in, anything else going on? Uh, no, I, I, I think, you know, we're, we're you know, we're, we're – we're, we are what we are. You know, we, we've had some really great games, and we've, we've struggled. Um, fortunate enough, as I told the guys last week, you know, there's that old adage, you learn more from losing than winning. Um, I, I don't necessarily always buy into that. You know, uh, I, I read a quote and uh, saw some, some talks from Gino Ariama, the great uh, head women's basketball coach at Connecticut, and, and he thinks that's a bunch of bunk. You know, he thinks you can learn right. right along the way, and I think he's proven that theory right. You know, so what I'm fortunate and grateful uh, about our team right now and our staff is that we've been able to learn some things while winning a game or or two yeah. that we may have lost, right? True. But what, 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 would we look any different? No. I mean, whether we're 12 and 0 or 10 and 2, we're still on the same path. And and that and I, that's that's where I think this team is right now, and we have a long, long ways to go. So. And that mat, that next mountain, like we talked about on the trip, yeah. is is BYU this this week, and that's it. More mountains to come. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Embrace every one of them. Absolutely. Yeah. Move, moving into kind of the general section of the podcast, what what uh, I want to talk about, just kind of your experience here in Utah as a whole. What what has been, in your opinion, your biggest challenge so far? Um, uh, you know, that, that's a great question. I I, I think, you know. I think it's consistently staying in the present. Um, you know, we're, we're managing three different processes right now. You know, we have our current team, which, you know, you know me and you know my staff. There's no, nothing more important in my life besides my family than that team right now. Um, so so it's, it's giving them all I have. And then we have recruiting going on and focusing on, on what that group looks like. Then we have this group of 18s coming in next year to help us, you know, some of them, we'll see who makes the team, make this transition. And then we have the school piece that we're, we're becoming closer and closer with right now to make it official on July 1. So I think if I, if I personally have a challenge, um, it's, it's just making sure that each one of those pieces is getting my best look, you know, and, and not, not, not spreading myself too thin to where the team is suffering any or the, or the recruiting is suffering any or the schoolwork that I got to get done is suffering any or the 18s coming in. So that to me personally, other than that, you know, it's just been a blessing. I, I, I you know, I said it a million times and, and we're so fortunate, uh, you know, for David and the founders to allow us to operate our existing program at a, at a, probably a pretty high level um, that I don't worry a lot about some of those things. Um, and, and I have the greatest staff in the world, period, you know, that, that just every day they just adore lacrosse, so they come out, and we, we endure it together. And, you know, and we have an awesome group of kids as a team. So I don't, I don't you know, I don't have that many challenges. <laughs> sure. What uh, maybe has been one of the biggest surprises coming out to Utah? You know, you, you maybe thought this this way, but, you know, now you're thinking this way, either in regards to lacrosse or the state or the community as a whole. Well, the community, as you know, I'm enamored with. I think I, I think the people are just uh, just fantastic. I mean, the support we, we've received, and, and that's something that we're going to continue to build on. That was a promise that we made to the community coming out here. 
I think we once we get our legs underneath of us next year a little bit more, we, we were really heavily involved in the first year. I don't think we've done as much this year, um, but but our plan going forward is to be is to be really active in the community. But so they deserve everything that we can give them, that's for sure. Um, and I think it's just the passion for for the sport. I, I, I didn't know what to expect, um, but but the community does. I was uh, not last Saturday, two Saturdays ago, we practiced in the morning. And I came home, and Sunnyside Park's across the street, as you know. And there were uh, youth games going on. And I was, it was after practice. I was honestly, I was, I was pretty tired. And I was like, I, I can't go in my house right now. <laughs> I mean, how could I do that? So I walked across the street to the park, and there was two games going on. And geez, Tim, on bo- you know, both sidelines yeah. packed three, four deep, yeah. you know, with parents and little kids running around with lacrosse sticks. And, one game wasn't really very good at all, and the other game was – I was really shocked at the level of play. And they were probably sixth and seventh graders, and the other guys were probably third and fourth graders if yeah. I could pick. Yeah. Um, but what I saw were, were passionate coaches. Each team had two or three guys on the sidelines yeah. help coaching. Um, it was, they were being officiated, uh, timers, scorekeepers, right. uh, and, really, and really passionate fans on the sidelines that, that, that made me really happy and proud to, to think of we're being involved in a community like this. So I think the passion for the lacrosse and just in, in, for us in general. So yeah. I know that was all long-winded. No, that's perfect. Answer, there, there's a lot that can stem from that. Um, I, I think uh, along those lines, something that surprised me, I, I, uh, my neighbor called me because he knew I was a big lacrosse guy, and he, yeah. said, he said, Tim, both my sons are on a kindergarten first, second team. He says, I know nothing about lacrosse. I said, I'll come help you, you know. <laughs> and so I went and, and uh, I, I got onto the, to the website and said, oh, there, there can't be more than six kindergarten teams. Yeah. There were like 15. Yeah. <laughs> and I personally was shocked. And yeah. I lived here, right? Yeah. And so I, I was super stoked about that when, yeah. I, when I thought about that. And, and it's the same thing. We had our first game. You know, the sidelines were full. It was, it was a shorter field. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they were still full, still uh, still pretty excited about that. And, yeah. and the, you're right. There is that passion. And yeah. I think I think hopefully we can uh, we can tap into that yeah. uh, not only this week but moving forward. Yeah. Um, talk uh, talk for a minute about when you first arrived on campus. You know, uh, you know we've talked about it before. You're you're here with David and you're you're kind of stunned. But what was kind of your mindset during that process or during those those couple days that you were here? Yeah, that that was. Uh, I mean, it, it was just all over the place. I mean. You know, just try to put it in context, you know, again, you know, people know this, but, but we had just come from winning a national championship at UNC. And, you know, uh, I, I, I gave that program, and this isn't, I don't want to come across this as it, but, but our family, our lives were totally yeah. entrenched there. I mean, we had three kids go to school there. Yeah. Lori was, worked for the women's program for seven or eight years. And, and honestly, at times I thought this is going to be it. I mean, this, we will stay here forever. Yeah. Um, so, so you know, it, it wasn't so much like looking to leave. It was, you know, it, there was just something burning like way down sure. to, to like, you know, I, I, I think I can do this job. And as you know, I'm a, I'm a big reader. Uh, I have a lot of faith. Uh, I pray a lot. And, and, and what the ultimate decision maker was, was is, it was deep down in my heart said, if you don't do this now, You'll never do it, and and I don't want I'm I don't want to be one of those guys or people in life that are looking back 15, 20 years and say, "Dang man, I I, I missed this." Yeah. Now that being said, um, it, it had to be the right spot, right. right? And and then once I got to know David better, 
uh, once I got a feel for for you know Kyle Brennan, uh, the administration of the school, and 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 uh, and, and Manny Hendricks, and, and you know people that I felt that were really trustworthy and and, and earnest, um, then it was just a matter of okay, you know, can we really make this work? And here's what it's going to take to make it work. Um, and so, so all those pieces kind of came together and obviously the blessing of my wife and my daughter and, (laughs) you know, and I talked to Marcus at length and, and, you know, I I said to these guys today, uh, you know, Mark's here because he deserves to be here, not because he's my son. And, and I think anybody that knows our family and knows me knows that that's the case. You know, he's got a huge upside in coaching if he wants to stay in it. But once he said that, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, then I got to feel like that we can make this work. Um. So, so it had to be two things. One, it was an area of that, 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 you know, for Lori and I, that we want to be comfortable living in a community that we want to be ingratiated with. And two was, it, can this work? You know, you just, I didn't want to do something just right. to say I, I did it, right? That, that, that wasn't the priority. And what I mean by work is building a national championship caliber program at the University of Utah. Once we felt that was the case, then, I, you know, the best decision for me and my family was to move on. And, and that's so that was what the process sort of took uh, as we, you know, spent the time here. Uh, and I'm sure during during either of those initial conversations or shortly after you came, you, you found out that kind of the youth system had kind of merged and become yeah. one. And then they were going to, you know, sanction the high schools and then obviously the exciting stuff happening here. What, what was your thoughts going going through your head at that point when when kind of all these stars started to align? Uh, you know, I think, well, going back to the youth system, you know, I, I was approached by Bob, Bob Caldwell. And he, you know, we sat down and had a long, long conversation about, you know, youth lacrosse, where I see it, my involvement in it, whatever. And a lot of what I was given to Bob was, you know, where I think we're, we're failing these kids is that we're just not organized enough. Because we don't have the resources. You know, U.S. lacrosse does a wonderful job, but, you know, with the growth and, the, and, the, and, the, and how fast it's been growing and the numbers that are being added. It's just as you mentioned, you got guys coaching kindergarten kids right. that have literally have no idea what's going on. Right. So, so my thing with Bob was if, if you want to pull something off, and you know Bob, man, he, yeah. he's, a, oh, yeah. he's a worker, right? Yeah, he, sure. he, and he is a brilliant man, and he's got great thoughts, and he's a big-picture guy. Then what I suggested was, was trying to somehow you know, formulate one mm-hmm. out, of, out of the many factions because right. everybody's being taught something different. Everybody's being delivered right. a lot of different messages. So, so I felt like I helped that process. Now, the high school sanctioning thing was, again, I think us being uh, announcing and, and, and pushing for the D1, I think that helped that process. Clearly had nothing to do with it. You know, Renee, and there's so many. I yeah. think Bray has yeah. been involved in that forever. Those guys deserve yeah. all the credit. Right. Um, but I do think us kind of putting that flag down, saying we're going to make this happen, made the people in charge look up and say, hey, you know, maybe we should consider this a little bit more. Sure. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I think, I think w- when things are well intended, usually, you know, we talk about ground balls. Like ground balls going your way happen because you make them go your way. Yeah. Like they just don't bounce that way, sure. right? So, so all these good things happen because there are a lot of people with really good intentions looking at the greater good. And I think ultimately that's what we need for the growth of the sport and it's happening it's happening but but you got to formulate a plan and you got to get more people on board with one idea than 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 20 people having sure. 15 ideas sure. so 
Um, you know, we talked. To, <clears throat> excuse me. We talked a lot about David, and you mentioned Bob, and, and some of these other key players. Yeah. Who are some of the the stakeholders, and kind of what what kind of when you met these guys, what you know, what kind of you said, okay, I like having these guys on my team. Yeah. You know what I mean. Talk, talk about some of their qualities, maybe. I mean, holy cow! I mean, you know, you can start with David Nealman. I mean, you know, his, his his bio speaks for himself. But I think what makes David special is <laughs> is uh, we have a word on our team. The team came up with. Um, that they wanted to be identified with, and it's relentless. I mean, if I could pick one word about David, I'd say he's relentless, <laughs> and, and in a good way. I mean, he yeah. just, you know, he has a vision, and he, see th- he sees things. And, and we also have a, a, a phrase on our team that you know, and it's very important to me in my life, and it's find a way. Right. And that's what David does. He's very relentless, and, and if one roadblock comes up, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, we're over that. How do we get to the other one? And so – you know, the thought that I could hitch my wagon, so to speak, to, to a guy like David Nealman, it just was it was mind-boggling to me. Um, and I think we have a really cool relationship. You know, we're very earnest and open and honest with each other. Um, you know, he, he, he is very respectful of the boundaries of, of a coach and a player. His son's on the team. Uh, he never crosses those, and, and we made that clear from the start. And he's, he's A-OK with it. But, man, oh, man, what a great partner. To have, and that's what I look at David as is is a, is a partner. I know when we go D one, all that takes a different form. But for in my life, forever, be indebted to him and grateful, and he will be a partner uh, in some fashion, right? Yeah. And Charlie Friedman, it was the second guy I met. We had dinner with him yeah. the first night I was out here, and and you can't have a more pos- passionate, positive, yeah. just earnestly great human being. Um, and I, I love Charlie to death, and John Evans, um, you know Bob Caldwell. Um, you know, I don't want to get, you know, those are the main guys, but there's, there's, there's guys down the line that, that, you know, they, they all are just really good human beings. And, and what I liked about all of them the best is they were looking at the greater good. There was no self-serving in anybody's approach. I mean, Charlie's a BYU guy, Absolutely. right? Yeah. And, and, you know, so that's what I mean about having this being for the greater good versus us versus them on Thursday. Right. Um, but they, they were just, they look at things for the big picture yeah. and they're also successful in their own right and I think that one of the reasons why is because they do do that yeah. Um, so yeah great people what was it like working with some of the athletic department you know you mentioned Kyle Brennan and Manny Hendricks yeah you know what was it like when did you first meet them kind of what were your general thoughts and, and discussions with them yeah it was it was it was great I mean you know Dr. Hill I sat down with him the first day I was out here and uh, as as he has a right to be he was you know highly skeptical that sure. this could work and 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 and, and, and should be um but but he he was willing to listen, and I think that's the biggest thing, right? It's just, you know, it's okay to say no, but but let me present my argument and let me show you why this could work. And he was willing to do that. Um, you know, Kyle and I have become closer because he sort of became sort of the, the main liaison yeah. from the athletic department, and uh, I just have so much respect for him. Um, he was always very upfront and honest with me as I asked him to be. And I think that's that's going to be the basis, hopefully, of our relationship as it continues to go forward. And Manny just was like uh, the cheerleader of the group. Uh, I, I would I would go in sometimes and just kind of shake my head and say, I don't think this is going to work. And he, and I, every time he would be like, Coach, this is going to work. We're going to make this work. We're going to make this work. Whether he believed that or not, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think I think he was just trying to keep my spirits up at times. But but those are the kind of people that you want to be around, you know. And uh, and, and now that I'm a little bit more gratiated, you know, with the compliance uh, department and, and admissions and, 
everybody's just been so helpful and grateful. Uh, the spirit here at Utah is 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 comparable to 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 UNC. I think one of the greatest attributes Carolina has, from my perspective, is this family feel and everybody really pushing forward in their athletic department to be the best. Sure. And I sense a lot of that now. You know, the weight room, John Webster just opening that weight room to us. Yeah. Um, that's been a huge part of our success and him welcoming me into that family with Coach Teagle. Um, I mean, again, I, it's, it's hard. I don't, it's like, you, you know, you know, one of my policies is I don't like to mention specific players sure. after games because I don't think that's fair. I feel bad. I'm talking about certain people and not others, but but it, it's been it's been great, and I you know, and I'm not even a part of it yet. You know, July 1st is the official day, and and um, and we're excited about being come officially being part of the family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned you know working with other parts of the athletic department. You last year you had yoga yeah. with Coach Krasoviak, the basketball coach. Yeah. What was that like? That's great. I mean, we I didn't. I mean, I knew of him. We we go down to uh, Core Power. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the hot yoga. I don't do it during the season. It just really wears me out. Yeah. So it's like too much. But uh, so I, I would I would see him every Tuesday and Thursday down there, and I knew who he was. And he you know went up and introduced myself. He said, "Coach, yeah, I've heard you know we we kind of had that that interaction." And then you know just to see him in there, he could, the dude's like six yeah, ten yeah. or so, yeah. and and he is you know way into it, and and I love it. And uh, so we've just developed a little bit of a bond there. Um, Charles Stevenson, their strength and conditioning coach for basketball, is really good friends with Jason Buya, who was our strength and conditioning coach at Carolina. Okay. So, so Rock, that's yeah. his nickname, and, and I've become friends through Jason. You know, st- the sports world works yeah. that way, and yeah. and they've just been really opening. I mean, when we want to take kids on tours and just whatever you want, I, I haven't, I don't think I've taken advantage of that situation at, at yet. But it, you know, maybe in the future. Sure. Um, but really great people. Um, what talking about like building a Division One program specifically? What what role does the community kind of have in that? You know, you've obviously lived in hotbeds, you've lived in uh, areas where there's lots of lacrosse, but maybe and then how is it different living out here? Yeah, you know, and, and how does that community play into that? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't know yet. You know, I, I I'm what I'm hoping for from the community is just to support at, at, at the games, right? Yeah. Um, I think what's going to happen is the same thing that happened back east. You know, you, 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 you know, I think Mark may have mentioned this on his podcast, but, you know, I used to take – I was coaching at Hopkins, so, so the, the boys would go to the games with me, be in the locker room. But, but then for a while I wasn't coaching at the college level, and we would just go down the games at Homewood. Yeah. And we'd sit in the stands, and he would watch Kyle Harrison and Paul Rabel right. and say, you know, and then come home, and those guys would play in the backyard. Right. That's what I'm hoping we bring to the community yeah. is, is those kids come to our games and say, wow, I want to play like Josh Stout or, or wow, you know, I want, to, I want to be a long pole like Chris Belcher or Seth Nealman or whatever. And then go home and try to replicate what those guys do. And then I think as we build our relationship with those kids, autograph sessions, coming out yeah. to the community and working at practices with our team, that's that's how the East Coast has the advantage over us. We, we can bring that here. Denver's brought it. Uh, Coach T's brought it to, to Denver. We can bring that here to Utah. And now you're talking about a generation of kids that grow up with kids that emulate that they go to sure. their games on Saturdays, sure. right? So, so that's what I'm excited about. I like it. I, I know your passion is, is for teaching the youth. You know, we were out in, the, in San Francisco at that clinic, and uh, I got a picture of you going like this, and – uh, it's one of my favorite pictures of you. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Talk about the assistant coaches for a second. Uh, two two questions there. One would be what 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 makes each one unique specifically on game day. What you know what does what does Coach Gittleman bring that maybe Coach Marcus Holman doesn't, and, and vice versa. It, it it is really uh, it's really fun to watch. It, it it literally their personalities transcend at a higher level, but they remain true. Yeah. You know, so 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 Adam again is a is a deep thinker and he's a processor and he's a he's a you know he views things a little bit differently and he's he's constantly cognitively trying to think through a process and and make minor adjustments sure. that may make a big difference. Right yeah. um, now. That being said, I think what, what gets lost in Adam a little bit is like he is highly competitive, yeah. like fiery competitive, right? And you don't, and you see that in small bursts with him, you know. So, so he brings that, you know. And then, you know, uh, Marcus brings Marcus. Like he, he is, he, he just loves the game so much. It just exudes out of him. Yeah. So, so warming up, he's warming up the goalies, and he's dancing, oh, yeah. and he's. He, he's so positive and so energetic, and I think the guys get a comfort level with him with that. Um, and, and then, you know, you know, he's learning now where, where he needs to be a little bit disciplined, yeah. uh, learning better to take command and control of the huddles a little bit more, be more precise. Will is, is, is Will. I mean, Will is very demanding. He's, he, 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 you know, he expects a lot of out of himself, and he expects a lot out of his players. You know, so this year, Will's running the box. Last year, Mark did. We're going to rotate guys around. I, I want all three of those guys to get experience in all those areas because they are all critical pieces to that puzzle, right? So, so, but, Will, but what Will's doing, uh, I think, a better job, and we've talked about this, excuse me, he and I and, and the staff, we talk all the time about what we can do better and grow. Is that he's also trying to bring a little bit of a softer side to him, you know, and he's done that this year and, and just making guys laugh. Whereas sure. in the past, like, I don't think he would be comfortable enough exposing himself. Yeah. Ultimately, you know, what I want these guys to do, I want to be able to provide them a complete experience. So if they want to continue on this path, I want them to be able to see from A to Z what, what this job entails. And then I also want them to be able, my biggest thing and when, when we when we all got together is I think this is so important I just want them to be themselves you know I, we don't have to all look alike we don't have to talk alike you know but we we, we are all always on the same page because it's heartfelt um, but I just want them to express their personalities because they have awesome personalities and I want the team to take in all that sure. so so yeah I, their personalities are, are almost identical on game day just exaggerated uh, uh, to, to a competitive level yeah which is great. Yeah. yeah. I, along those lines, you know, I, I've learned that uh, Coach Gitz is in the zone. Yeah. When, when he steps on that field on game day, he's in the zone. And, yeah. And you're probably the only one that can talk to him before yeah. the game, right? Yeah. Uh, I try know, not to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. I don't think anyone does because he's so focused. No one wants to bother him. Yeah. And, and that's not a bad thing. No. But, uh, and then with, with Marcus, you're right. He, he's kind of the fun one in, in the pregame. Yep. You know, he's warming up the goal. He was the one. He was dancing. He was bobbing his head more going to the Colorado State game than the players were. Yep. And then and then Will, you're right. He, he is the demanding one. He'll the one he'll, he's the one that will let you know what he thinks. Yeah, <laughs> and, right and, on and, he, and he should, and I want yeah. him to. And, and there's a right way and a wrong way to deliver messages, and we're learning that. Uh, and I think all in all, these guys are, are delivering a lot of right ones yeah. right now. What uh, what what have the assistants, or I guess like what have some of their footprints or their marks been on on this program and, and kind of pushing it forward? What are some of their, you know, the ways that they've kind of contributed to to helping this program? Yeah, I mean, immeasurable. Uh, I mean, you you you. 
I don't think anybody realizes uh, when we got out here uh, a year and a half ago, you know, in yeah. September, the undertaking that they took and I took, but mostly them. On, on, on going out into the community. We, we saw over 2,000 kids mm-hmm. in less than a year, whether it was a 10-person camp or a high school where we'd come and finish practice for them or, or 30 kids uh, at a youth program. And I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. So I think, number one, that, that they just jumped right in. Yeah. Both feet, here we are, what can we do to help? There's a great story I want to share. I think you may know this, but... Um, they were this was last year and they were going up to yellowstone maybe the three of them we had a break and they're driving up to yellowstone and there's a group of kids high school kids like 15 kids over practicing in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere and they pull the car up and the three of them get out and they just walk up with their sticks and they jump like right into the practice well some of these kids knew like who they were and they were like this is Marcus Holman and that's Will Manny and that's Adam Gittleman and and they they spent an hour there practicing with those guys on the field in the middle of nowhere that's lacrosse that's the spirit that these guys bring um I don't think there's a lot of people that are willing to do that and 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 so that's that's I think that's the number one thing um they all bring like like we've talked about many times their personalities to the program and you know but but I think the number one thing Tim is that they just set the example. They walk the walk. Yeah. You know, they are hardworking guys. Um, they are diligent. They are caring. They're passionate. And they love the game. So you can't be around them, as you know. And and, yeah. and, not, and if you don't love the game, yeah. you kind of feel like, mm-hmm. hmm, either something's wrong with right. me or I don't belong here. Right. And, and, and I think I think that, to me, is the one of the greatest attributes they have to our team. Yeah. You know, so I remember that day when they went to Jackson because I, w- I was at work and kept getting all these notifications from Instagram. And it's the middle of the summer, and yeah. the Utah lacrosse Instagram isn't that hot during the summer. Yeah. And so yeah. I remember getting, I was like, what are they doing? And then I, I saw it, and I was like, wow, that's that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. I think it's great. Uh, anything else you want to touch on with, uh, with kind of the D1 program or the community or, or anything along those lines? No, I mean, everything's going uh, according to plan. Um, you know, our schedule is really filling out. Uh, I can't go into great details right now because um, um, everything's not confirmed, yeah. but it's verbally confirmed. Uh, as of now, we have 13 games. We have six here in Salt Lake, seven on the road. I'm pretty sure we'll get a 14th. don't know where that will be, I'm trying to get seven home games. I'm not sure that that's going to work. But for right now, for sure, we will have six home games next spring uh, and, again, seven on the road. And you know, and, and we're jumping right into the fray. I, I think people will be pleasantly surprised when they see our schedule. Um, you know, the mix of 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 great teams and and just just across the board of different conferences and and I've had better feedback than what I was expecting. I was worried at first. Um, be quite honest with you, I didn't want to let that out of the bag until it was over. But um, but the the college coaches have really uh, stepped up. And I'd like to give a shout out to those guys. Um, You know, it looks like our 20 schedule, we've even got some four or five teams that say, hey, look, I couldn't play this year, Brian, but we can pitch you in the 20. Right. Right? So that's been that's been a big relief. Um, But other than that, you know, we're right on target. You know, we have we have a a long, long, long ways to go. Just uh, I think I think patience, enjoying the process. Uh, and, and really having fun with it and seeing how this thing is going to develop over the next, you know, 18 months or so um, with tryouts and returners and newcomers coming in. Right. Um, and that's going to be a whole lot of fun. Right. Yeah. We talked on the bus on, on the way home, and I, I said, 
thinking about tryouts next year makes you excited? And he said, yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's uh, – you know that's the future, sure. um, <laughs> and and when I think about the future, I, I, I darn right I'm going to be excited, man. I mean, that, why not? Right. Um, right. But be quite honest with you, I, I am just as excited about where we are right now. Yeah. You know, again, I said it earlier, and I, and I don't, I'll say it a thousand times. The, this, this team has been fantastic. Don't know where we're going to end up. Nobody does, um, but we're we're gonna we're gonna fight our way right to the bitter end. That I know. They've shown that, and uh, I think it's in their DNA now. Um, and and they're just good guys, man. They're just great to be around. Right. So, we'll uh, we'll fight until the refs say we can't. Right? That's that's part of the deal. You know that. All right. A couple of rapid fire questions for you. Uh oh, now you're gonna make me think. <laughs> Favorite restaurants in in Salt Lake is Two Cheese. We've already talked. Yeah, about absolutely. What's your, what do you what's your go to there? Um, uh, Papa makes this dish, and I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, <laughs> you have to see it to believe it, right? Yeah. So it comes out in this aluminum foil swan uh, you know and it's <laughs> okay. it's in the it's in the aluminum foil yeah. but it's it's as a swan you know now i you know me i that like first time i saw that i was like i'll never order something right. that looks like that right but Lori or actually ordered it and i had some of it and it's my favorite and it's just pasta it's seafood it's shrimp okay. it's scallops and you know really light uh red sauce i'm not a big heavy red sauce yeah. guy so uh but it, it's it's spectacular. See that I'm the opposite. I, if you just give me red sauce, I'll yeah. Do. <laughs> well, get yours to, to what, tomorrow night. Yeah. yeah. yeah there you go. Uh, if there's an NCAA team on lacrosse team, NCAA lacrosse team on, yeah. you have to watch it. What what team is that? Yeah. Where you're you're dialed in, you're you're paying attention to all the results. Well, it would be unfair. I, I try to watch all of Carolina's games, obviously, yeah. just for obvious reasons, right? Yeah. But you know. Um, I'd say right now the two teams that are, are, are kind of fascinating me in a way, I, I, and I might cheat and say three, um, but the two would be Maryland. Uh, just so much respect for John and what he's done and what their program does, and the consistency is just mind-boggling. I mean, I, I try to think about, you know, every single year just, you know, being right there. So so what is it about it? What does he do? And and what one thing that I tell I tell our team about is, you know, why I would like to be like Maryland is that they very rarely beat themselves. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna beat Maryland, you have to beat them. That's a great quality or, or tribute that to, to pay to them. But that's something I would like our program to be known yeah. for. If you're gonna beat Utah, you gotta beat them. Because right, they're not going to hand the game to you, right? So I think them. I think Penn State right now, offensively, is really, really, really fun to watch. The, the lacrosse game the other night of Maryland Penn State, I was texting every staff member, every player, everybody I know that that could get the Big Ten Network and say, "Please turn this game on." It was electrifying, and it played at a pace, and and its skill level and execution was just off the charts. Uh, so Penn State's offense right now is really humming. Yeah. And I, and I think another program that, that we really have talked about as a staff that we really want to, I think, emulate for a grander, bigger picture is Loyola. Yeah. Uh, I think Coach Toomey and his staff, I know those guys really well. You know, they've just done a marvelous job. They clearly understand who they are, yeah. right? And then we talk about that as a team. is right. just defining our identity right. and, and, and working to those strengths and, and, and playing to that identity and not worrying so much what the other team's doing. True. Staying true to who you are, and I think, I think Loyola does a good job of that. Okay. So those would probably be three teams that, that you know. So I you like said it. two. Yep. You the first day, yep. and yep. 
and you haven't wavered since. So I think doing this, being part of our program, you'll be part of the program forever. You know that. Um, but that's a huge, huge plus for us and the community. So you need to get recognized for the work that you're doing Thanks, versus all of us all the time. So you're just as important. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you yeah, very much. My pleasure. Uh, that'll do it for today's show. Thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media at Utah Lacrosse and uh, follow the Lacrosse Network as well. Yeah. At Lacrosse Network. I'm, I'm sure most of the people who are listening to this probably are already fans. But I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. It's good stuff. Yep. So thanks for listening.